0: You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. Right, thanks, Miriam. Who recognizes that movie? was it, Abe? <laughs> oh, what is it? Um, uh, Princess and the Frog or something. Excellent. Well done. Well done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey. Uh, that's, that's one of my favourite scenes in, in a Disney movie, excluding Star Wars now that Disney's involved with Star Wars. But um, that's one of my favourite scenes. Um, Tiana's father says uh, good food brings folks together. And uh, I'm sure there's, there's meals, favourite meals we can all remember or regular meals that, uh, that are sort of warm in our hearts. Um, all cultures all around the world gather together around food. Uh, it seems like there's something deeply woven uh, into creation about people coming around together, the ta- around the table together for food. Uh, whether that's celebrating birthdays or weddings or Christmas, uh, New Year or just having a Sunday roast, um, there's something deep in creation about it and we're going to explore that today. Ooh, is that me? As, as we talk about coming around the hospitality table. Um, now that's a beautiful picture with, uh, with the talented Disney professionals behind it but whoa, that's not going to work. I had a picture of, uh, of Burley with us. I was going to say that was a, a, a better for a Burley flavour but um, that's not working, sorry. <laughs> um, so um, regular meals together. Out, even outside the church setting it's recognised that regular meals together... Um, have a lot of benefits. Um, it brings a sense of family, unity and identity. Uh, it's an opportunity to transmit values and attitudes. Uh, it's an opportunity to spend meaningful time in each other's company. But there's even even harder, more measurable uh, things like better, perform- better school performance, um, better resilience in, in children, lower risk of things like substance abuse, uh, depression, teenage pregnancies eating disorders and obesity are all uh, less likely um, if there's a a regular family meal together so there's there's no doubt that regularly coming together is something we want to do um, but it's also beneficial Today we're going to explore sort of what the foundation is behind that Um, and we're going to look at three meals in the Bible and there's three meals that are profound significance uh, to all of us. So meal number one, no prizes for this, what's this meal? (laughs) Any, Any takers? Adam and Eve, yeah. So that's our first meal, Um, right at the start of our Bibles in Genesis. And uh, if you want to read along, just just turn to Genesis 3. Uh, We're going from verse 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God actually say, you shall not eat of the tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God has said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it. Um, God didn't actually say the touch it bit, but Eve had put that in. Uh, Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden." So immediately we see with this meal uh, that there's been a, a separation. This, this meal of um, disobedience and, and choosing our, our own will over God uh, immediately has led to a, a separation of God, from God. God makes it very clear just afterwards what the consequences of that meal are going to be. To the woman he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labour you'll give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband and he'll rule over you. To Adam he said, Because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground since from it you were taken. For dust you are and to dust you will return. Okay, so this has been a a bad meal. It's been a real bad meal, (laughs) you might say. but you might say, well, that's all very well for Adam and Eve. You know, that was their, that was their choice, that was their, that was their call. What's it got to do with me or us? Well, uh, fortunately, God makes it very clear through, through, uh, through writings of Paul that it's got everything to do with us. Um, in Romans 5.12, uh, Paul writes, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through one sin, In this way, death came to all people because all sinned. Just in case we didn't get it, he repeated it in Corinthians. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. There's no distinction amongst us. We've all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. But that last passage in Corinth—oh, sorry—that last passage in Corinthians uh, does give us some hope. So meal number one uh, has brought separation, and pain, and death, and we've all been victims and villains of that. Um, so we've all been hurt by people, but we also have played a part in, in hurting others. We don't have to carry guilt from that meal, um, but we can. Bring a bit of um, a bit of humility uh, to the table. Sorry, there's things not working here, but never mind. We can bring humility to the table. All right, meal number two. we recognise this one? Mm -hmm. Last Last supper. Yeah, and what we refer to uh, now as communion. Because we're part of the meal of Adam and Eve, in the same way our physical bodies need food and drink to live, um, in the uh, we our eternal being needs Jesus. Jesus said He was the the bread and water of life. So we need we need Jesus to live. One of the passages that describes uh, the, this meal is in Matthew, so while they were eating Jesus took the bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying take and eat this, this is my body. Then he took a cup and when he had given thanks he gave it to them saying drink from it all of you, this is the blood of the covenant which is poured out for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. Um, Just to mention a covenant is an agreement between two parties Um, and through the Old Testament there was a a pattern of agreements or or binding covenants um, where there would be a sacrifice uh, and then there would be a meal to follow to sort of celebrate and and sort of seal the deal. So Jesus is saying in this covenant uh, it's going to be his body that's the sacrifice, it's going to be his blood that will be shed. But he's also bringing in that that meal section. Just a couple of other points, just as reading around uh, this stuff, a couple of things that stood out. Um, The the bread, in in that culture there was no sort of bread knives to neatly cut up a a bread so that the bread would be physically ripped in front of everyone to to share it out. Um, So that was kind of a great visual picture uh, of Jesus' body um, being broken for us. And uh, perhaps, you know, that's something to think about as, as we meet in some of our meals together, that, that visual representation of one loaf torn apart or even cut apart and, and shared. And, and the other good visual, obviously, was the, the, red, the red wine and, and the red uh, Jesus blood uh, being shed. But another key passage, because our, our theme is unity uh, around the table of hospitality, uh, is 1 Corinthians ten, sixteen to 17. Is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ? And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all share the one loaf. Um, that word participation in Greek is, is kornonia and it means a deep joining or, or a, a deep fellowship together. When we, when we eat from one loaf um, and when we, we drink, if, a, if a, a cup is poured out or, or a bottle is poured out around the table, um, that's a, a great picture about how we've all received from the one Jesus uh, but also we're all one with him. Um, It also reminds us that Jesus is present with us now. He's he's at the table and in reality we're gathering uh, around him. So meal number two um, brings um, reconciliation and unity and healing uh, and life. Um, And it also helps us to recognise that that Jesus is, is with us now. So I reckon with the second meal Whether the first meal brings us humility um, I reckon the second meal brings us a hallelujah We can bring a hallelujah to the table um, Because Jesus is present We can bring a hallelujah of thanks, of gratitude, of, of joy So meal number three and I could not get a good picture of this. If there's any Christian artists out there, there's, there's a real opportunity to get some good pictures of this meal. Does, does anyone know what that's referring to? Abe again on a hot street. A heavenly, like, yes, it is a heavenly table or pictured as a heavenly table, that's right. Um, so this this meal, um, in, at the, towards the end of the last passage when Jesus was giving the... Um, the, the communion talk, he, he says at the end, he gives a hint. He says, I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Um, so, even while Jesus is bringing in communion, he's giving a hint of another meal uh, to come. So, this meal's called the messianic banquet or, or the heavenly banquet. And it's actually referred to in quite a few passages in the Bible. Um, it's called the Feast in the Kingdom of God, uh, the Feast with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the Kingdom of Heaven, uh, the Wedding Supper of the Lamb. But the best, the best sort of richest, most, most detailed passage um, is this one in, in Isaiah 25. On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all people, uh, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats and the finest of wines. On this mountain, he'll destroy the shroud that enfolds all peoples, the dust that covers all nations. He'll swallow up death forever. Sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces and he'll remove his people's disgrace from all the earth. Uh, The Lord has spoken. Um, so this, this is going to be a fantastic meal. Um, it's, it's a heavenly feast. It's, it's, um, in, in the biblical culture, uh, a big feast or a big banquet was usually done for either a coronation of a king um, or a wedding celebration. And it's kind of got that feel of both of those things. Um, but particularly the wedding um, is, is emphasised and it's emphasised because it's, it's highlighting the, the perfect union of, of Jesus and his, and his church happening. Um, so that the hurt and pain of, of the first meal will be gone. It will be no more. There will be just joy and celebration uh, and praise and, and feasting. So I think for the third meal we can have hope. Hope for the future. So was Tiana's dad right when he said, "Good food brings folks together from all walks of life"? Well, I reckon in a in a physical, earthly sense, uh, that's true, but it also represents a, a greater a greater kingdom truth, um, because the true good food uh, is Jesus. Um, you know, Steve. Steve said in the message last week, "There's there's a lot uh, that goes against our unity and us coming together." Um, you may recall he went through this, our sinful nature, um, our culture all around us being very individualistic um, and history itself tells us it's hard for us to, to, to come together and, and even Satan himself will, will be against us. Um, but Jesus has overcome. He's defeated all the foes that are against us, against us coming together, but it's only as we join to him that we can be joined with each other properly gathering around the table of Jesus so when we do that and and we can our our church family has done it through the years whether it's a few years ago or just the other day um, in the op shop Um, so when we come together we can come together with humble hearts meal one gives us humble hearts meal two gives us a hallelujah a hallelujah of celebration, of, of thanksgiving, of joy. A hallelujah because we recognise Jesus is in the midst of us. Um, but we can also bring hope to the table. And, and when we do these things, when we recognise Jesus is with us, bring these things to the table, we actually give a picture of heaven into this world. It actually brings heaven into this world. And I reckon that's fantastic. And as a lead into next week's message, it's worth sharing with others. Amen? Amen. 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 Alright, I might just pray and then we'll have the uh, the worship team up. No. No.